0: Hey, welcome to the Center and the
1: Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane.
0: It has been forever. <laughs> I know. We've had a few weeks off.
1: We have. We but had a great time down at the beach at our speaking event.
0: Oh my gosh, you guys, if you're ever in AB, as the cool
1: girl over here calls it, <laughs> this, the salt talks are awesome. They are. They do those in the summer. Um, also, fabulous restaurants down there. We yeah. were very spoiled.
0: We were It was so lovely, and we just kept saying, look at how much God loves us. Yeah,
1: such a great group of women and yeah. people down there. Anyway, we, we enjoyed it. So if you are from Salt Talks and listening today, we're glad you're joining us. Yeah, we're glad to meet you. And good news, my son
0: survived his first week of overnight camp.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: but more importantly, I survived. Yes, I was gonna say, of
1: course we knew he would because he is a little outgoing um, shenanigans master. Yeah, fun and games. I said, what did I say? I said, I bet he's already the master of ceremonies for July 4th celebrations. That made me laugh so hard. Uh, But yes, you survived.
0: I survived and he's just so happy and in the car he's like all right i can't wait to be back here next year oh and you know he came back with um just so much joy he was exhausted of course so many fun stories um you can just tell he's a little different um he didn't come back with any dirty laundry
1: Um, because someone picked up our dirty laundry bag. So. Hey, if you're listening and you took <laughs> her kids' dirty clothes home, she'd actually like them back. But please wash them because they have to stink by now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that would be a blessing. Yeah. Returned camp clothes fully washed. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of that, you know, so especially as a parent sometimes, I think we just keep our fist clenched so tight when it comes to our kids that we forget that part of it is the roots and the other is the wings and we have to unclench those fists and give them a little more leverage, a little more rope, right? As they grow. Yeah. To experience new things, but it can be hard and it can be scary for us because it requires a lot of trust and not even just trust in our kids, but trust in God and trust in other people and Ooh, that and other intentionality. people is, yes
0: like you and Matt are so good at being intentional with giving your kids more responsibility and more leeway as they get older
1: it's really hard
0: <laughs> yeah but you're very intentional about it I didn't even know that I was like eh, you know I just kind of like see what pops up and then we figured out but you guys plan ahead and
1: stuff <laughs> oh gosh I mean it's I think Yeah, I don't know. It's probably from reading a lot of books, having some incredible uh, couples in our lives who have gone before us and been our marriage and parent mentors. And now, I had lunch with one yesterday, actually, and I was telling her what a blessing it is now to be able to share her wisdom, not only that we have put into use in our parenting and marriage, but to share hers with other people Mm -hmm. now that come to us. And that ripple effect, it just keeps on going. Yes. And and that's what it's all about, right? That's why a Christian community is so important. But I did hear this incredible Christian author once, no idea who it was, no idea what the book was, um, but he talked about with every... So when your kids are born, you imagine you have all this, like this wall around them for protection because they are completely... Enable and incapable of taking care of anything for themselves. But with each year of life Those wall that wall around them needs to come down Every single year Mm. and by the time it's like their last year of high school You know, and they're about to be 18 those walls should be completely removed, right? because if you're slowly and gradually giving them that independence under your care then they're learning along the way in a safe environment and that that really that image i love a good mm-hmm. illustration but today i wanted to talk about the antidote for clenched fist for clinging tightly to our
0: lives and what we love and what we mm-hmm. want to control versus living with our arms wide open ready for God to step in and redirect us
1: (laughs) yes and not just our kids and everything in marriage and our finances and you know the next steps that he's leading us to and you know a job or reaching out to someone else and so much of life you know, we do hold these clenched fists we want to hold these things tight and we feel as if we have control over them and we all know we don't but we pretend like we do oh yeah and it feels so good to That's pretend so like cozy. we do You're so cozy in there but often we do i mean we kind of hear that a lot like you need to have open hands don't you, you know you hear that a lot in christian stuff oh yeah you know like geez, you need to have open hands to be ready for what God you know, wants you to receive, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I blah, blah, blah a lot. Melissa will say, did you just blah, blah, blah scripture? You did, <laughs> yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I kind of want to challenge us today because I feel as if many of us don't necessarily walk around with those clenched fists. We have those open arms or open hands to receive. The problem is... We they're full. Oh, so
0: they're open, but they're just uh-huh. overloading with stuff.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> this. Oh, like, oh my no, my hands are open. I can totally say that. Like I'm, I'm good. Like I'm not clenching my fist. I'm letting God be in control, and right? I have my hands open to Him. But if you really look in my hands, they are so full of my stuff. Right. It just looks different than a clenched fist.
0: Oh, you're like so, hey God. Um, you can have 7 a.m. to 7.15 a.m. That's what I got for (laughs) you. What do you want to do with that?
1: Or, you know, it's like, wow. You know, he looks at my hands sometimes. He's like, wow, you're really (laughs) ready to receive a lot. You're busy. I got that little (laughs) quarter inch at the tip of your pinky finger, you know, as you cup your hands together. And so I think that's one of the things I want to talk about today. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do you ever do that? No, no. I just... (laughs)
0: You know what? I just sit in my backyard and swing on this swing and just hang out with God all day. I'm not busy at all.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I think you know, it really all does come back to trust. A lot of things. I mean, most everything. trusting in who God says He is, yeah, who He says we are, what His promises are. And when we do trust Him, then it is really easy to unclench our fist, shake our hands, and empty them of everything, and just place two empty hands before Him. But that, think about that, that's really vulnerable.
0: It is, and it's reminding me of a prayer that I prayed a long time ago. And it was, God, if there's anything... That's not supposed to be in my life. Take it away.
1: Mm, Such a good prayer, but terrifying. It's
0: terrifying. Terrifying. I mean, I don't even know if I got all the words out the first day, but it's just was continuing to pray like, God, what is it that shouldn't be in my life? And let me tell you, you ask that question, he's going to let you know. And if you say, oh, he didn't answer, you weren't listening. (laughs) (laughs) because i'm woken up often with things that i need to adjust or
1: remove it's it's a really challenging topic Mm -hmm. and thing to face because so often we have taken something on ourselves and maybe originally god did give it to us for a time but we haven't let go of it when he's asked us to it could be either um but we're holding on too long or we've taken it on when we shouldn't and we have so much of our identity wrapped up in that. Yeah or our friends or our um, status, mm-hmm. you know as who we are as a person or a parent or a whatever community member. all of that is so ra- it gets, we get so wrapped up in it that it's kind of tangled and we don't really want to untangle the knot and let and release it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I can, off the top of my head, think of quite a few occasions where I know it was time for me to step away from something, but I, I just was so tied into that identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to work on staff at a church, and I was like, well, what do you do after that? Like, if you do anything after you work on staff at a church, you are now a sinner or something. <laughs> like, you've now fallen from God's graces. And then... I left that, figured that out. And then I was working for a women's ministry mm. at a church. And it was, oh my gosh, I, I can't let go of that. What about all these people? Who And, and here's the thing. It was all tied into what was going to happen to these people next. Honestly, it wasn't about a position because most people didn't know what I did. But it was like, what about all these people? And God's like, well, don't
1: you think I already figured that out? Right. <laughs> By the <laughs> don't, way. Don't you think I got this? <laughs> Trust me, I'm in control. Yes. Well, you know, there are a few things that I think we can focus on to overcome this, this opening, open and emptying hands. Um, we need to really, first of all, you have to sit down and evaluate, consider, and acknowledge what you're holding on to. Mm. And even if you're not holding on to it tightly, what is in the palm of your hand? What what are the things that, you're, that are sitting in your hands? And writing all those down. Mm. Creating a list. And that's not going to... You're not just going to be able to... And you tell me if you think I'm wrong. I don't think you can just sit down and write those out like in five minutes. Because I believe that there are many things that are sitting there that have been sitting there for a while that we forget... That we're holding on to them
0: can you just give some examples because i'm not there yet okay <laughs> <laughs> i want to be there but i'm not there.
1: well like the things that are obvious may be a committee or um you know you're in charge of something or you volunteer at a certain thing or a certain job or whatever like those are those things are,
0: i love saying no to
1: right yeah but uh, those are the things that seem really obvious right. and then there's some things that we can't take away, right? Like marriage and parenting, like those things can't go away. Those those should always be there. But then there are all these other things that seem obvious. But then there are others that we have taken on, like, I feel guilty if I'm not helping so-and-so do this, or if I'm not showing up, or I, if I don't go to this event and volunteer for that, then It's not something God's called you to, but it's something you do anyway because you feel guilty or just that you should or because it's what you're supposed to do or what someone expects of you. So it's more expectation. It's
0: your driving force. Mm -hmm. That's where I was going. That's where, like when you were talking, I was thinking, Mm -hmm. so what is a driving force behind me doing all these things? Yes. Am I showing up because I want people to see me? Probably not. Am I showing up because I need to feel important? Maybe. Am I showing up because that's the only way I feel like I bring worth to a situation? That's my thing. Gotcha. I have to earn my keep all the time. Mm. But not in a way... No, it is in a way. It's in a... I have to earn my keep to be here because I don't belong here.
1: Right. That is something that you always say, that you feel as if you don't belong in situations.
0: Yeah. You always belong So I feel like I have to prove it. Right. Yes. And interesting...
1: I think we're all like that in some ways. I have been overcoming that Mm -hmm. for years where you have to prove, you know, you're working to make yourself valuable instead of just understanding and believing and trusting that you already are.
0: Because you are a child of God, period. Stop. (laughs) End of sentence. End of statement. End of paragraph.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, so there's this Henry Nouwen quote. I, I don't know. I... Let's just throw this out there before we go on to the next thing. But I do want to say we should take those things, which does take that list yeah, of, of items and responsibilities and things that I think takes more than five minutes. I think it takes like many hours and it may take a week. But then we have to place that before God mm-hmm. and go to him in prayer about that. But Henry Nouwen says, only prayer allows us to hear another voice to respond to the larger possibilities, to find a way out of our need to control and order. Then the questions that seem to share our identity will not matter so much. Who says good things about me? Who doesn't? Who is my friend, my enemy? How many people like me? As we make God the center of our lives, our sense of who we are will depend less on what others think or say about us. Mm, You know that's true. It's so true. And I think that's what this all comes down to, right? This holding on of things, this, the things that are sitting in our hands and that we take on that God hasn't called us to. It's about, I want people to say good things about me. Who isn't saying good things about me? How can I change that? Who's my friend? Who's my enemy? How many people like me? What is she doing that I'm not doing that I should do? Right? <laughs> like... like- And and those are the wrong, those are the wrong questions. But when we're sitting before God with our hands open, showing him all the things, not hiding anything in those clenched fists, but sitting there with open hands, he sees everything and we're honest about it. And we have a conversation with him about it. That is when he's like, oh, thanks for inviting me into the center of this.
0: (laughs) Welcome. Hey. Yay.
1: (laughs) Now, what we can do is we're not going to worry so much about what other people say because now you've invited me in and you're just going to be sitting with me. And that's what our focus will be.
0: So I love a quote that I saw one time, and there's one word in it that bothers me a little bit, um, but it's, I perform perform for an audience of one. Mm. So God doesn't ask for a performance, but the gist of it is, I'm living this life for God. Yes. And if you're living your life for God, he's going to put you where you need to be.
1: I love that. So the word performance, I don't love it, but I understand yes. that point. Right. And I think sometimes we do get caught up in thinking we need to perform for God. Right. So it's a really it's a really good word to, like you said, maybe consider and make sure you have it in the right You've got context, the, right, uh-huh, yeah. the right context because we don't have to perform for God. But I do get that. Mm-hmm. We just need to be focused on, am I in line with what what's in my hands? Is this what God says should be in my hands? Um, and that takes a lot of resting in his presence.
0: I mean, it took me six months, easy six months to align myself with that.
1: Yes. It, that's, it is not a five-minute ordeal or a week. Yeah. Sometimes it's one thing at a time that you pluck
0: off your plate mm-hmm. because you pluck this one thing off and you realize, wait a minute. I was actually doing this particular, you know, I felt like I needed to show my worth, which is why I'm leading that committee. Plus I'm on the PTA and how am I in charge of my kids' swim team? Wait a minute. Whoops. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How did I get here? All of a sudden, yes. And you'll see patterns in your life, which I told Mm -hmm. you recently. I realized that I am in charge a lot. I handle a lot of things well I handle things under pressure I'm really good at navigating that but why am I always someone's right hand man what is that feeding in me that needs to be eradicated
1: that is a great way to look at it
0: I don't have an answer yet
1: (laughs) uh to be continued Um, because everybody's different but I think what you say about that six month period is so important like this isn't something that you're going to be able to Listen to this podcast, go work it out, start fresh, get it all done. There are so many things that we have forgotten, mm. as we said before, that we believe we're in charge of <laughs> or feel guilty about or there's an expectation for. And so I really think I started a list one time and I kept it in my office. Now I now that I'm a journaler. After, yeah, girl. You know, what what? Um oh, I also turned 50 while we took a break.
0: She She did turn 50. She's the most beautiful 50. I I mean, seriously. I
1: was going to say in my 50 years, but then now, anyway, that reminded me of my birthday. Sidebar. But I kept that list, and every time something come up, I would get the list out, Uh, and I would write it down because they're, like, it's just not, we don't realize it.
0: And if you make that list, when an opportunity comes, you can look at the list and compare it and say, is this particular thing? The reason why I'm saying yes to this or taking this on is it because it's falling in line with these? Because it's sneaky, right?
1: So sneaky. And then when you're keeping that list and you keep it ongoing, after a certain amount of time, you look at it. And like you said, you see these patterns, mm-hmm. you know, where, oh, I have all these things that I do because I have, I am unable to say no right. to people. Why, do, why am I a people pleaser? Why do I feel like I, I cannot tell the truth and be myself and say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Or why do I feel like I'm never the one who should be in charge, but I'm always the right hand person? Um, we see these patterns in our lives that we're able to take before God, and you know, again, bringing Him into the center of our lives when the, when we recognize those things help letting Him evaluate us right. in conversation, not worrying about what other people say. That creates trust because He's so gentle. Mm-hmm. And how he reveals things to he us. He says
0: it a lot nicer to you than I would.
1: Yeah, <laughs> me too.
0: You know what? I And love he's a lot more that. patient. You know, I do think that often our strengths are highlighted in the things that we cling to.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: God has p- designed you with those strengths to operate for him. Yes. Right? Yes. And so the enemy's like, oh yeah, she's good at that. Let me put... 17 distractions, so she never actually gets to use that for God and his kingdom.
1: Oh, yes, because he's not creative, and sometimes he does take the good things. He'll use your good stuff. He uses the good and the scary and the bad. Yeah. Absolutely. That's such a great point. So y'all have a lot of things to think about this week. Me too. Thanks for that. Yeah, I know. I'm getting ready to go on vacation. Now i got to make a list. Dang. (laughs) Dang. Add that page to your journal. Well, we hope that this has been a little helpful. Next week, we're going to talk about the antidote to fear because really fear is what helps us clench those fists or not helps us, creates clenched fists and also keeps our hands full when we're not trusting God. Mm, Until next week, thanks for joining us on The Center and the Saint.